Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode one of License to Car Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Every week we will be watching an episode of the show and sharing our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing? Welcome back. Uh, yeah, good to be. Thanks for having me. Hey man, anytime. Anytime it's a you just want to drop here. in. Uh, it's an open door policy here. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, I've been on the show a couple of times before. I've always had a great time, so thanks for having me back. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, so I, I am thrilled, Dave. Speaking of being back, to talk about episode one of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. But before we do that, of course, as always, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What, oh brother of mine, is the first star of the week? So our first start of the week is Welcome to Season 5, which we sort of we sort of already said, but this is it, man. We are starting the... Can you believe this? We've been doing the... This is the fifth season of this show. It is kind of astonishing to me. I was is, still I in my 20s when we away. started this show. Who? Wow. I mean, yeah, you were. For the first, like, I mean, like four just episodes. Barely. Yeah, but even so. Um, so if somehow... You are only just now starting to listen. Like, if you're hey, listen, super into Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger, and uh, and you've never listened to any other part of the show, first of all, welcome. Right. Maybe you either... We're delighted you're here. Maybe you just found out about podcasts, or maybe but, you don't like any other season of Sentai, and you really needed to find a Car Ranger-specific show. Man, can you imagine how excited someone would be for that RSS feed to like finally ping and it's like there's a new um, Right, anyway, you finally so if, got your Google alert. I mean, to be fair, right. we started this show because I watched all of Die Ranger and it was like, man, I wonder if there's a Die Ranger podcast and there wasn't, so we made one. <laughs> if someone had already hey, had a Die Ranger podcast, a I would have been thrilled, and b we, none of this would have happened. That's a that's a very good point. So, um, anyways, if you are new to the show, this is kind of how we do it: is we, as Matt said, we watch an episode of the show, we watch one season of uh, Super Sentai per season of our show, and like you said, this season is Gekso Sentai Car Ranger. And uh, so we watch the episode, we do a review of the episode, the highs, the lows, the monsters, um, all the weird stuff that makes Sentai Sentai. But before we do that, we do a little segment called the five stars. And this is this is it. You're now, you're in the midst of the five stars. Right. You are one so this fifth is sort of, of a, the way into it. Uh, yeah. So this is like a meta star. We And it's just... Okay, really what it is, is it's an excuse to talk about funny things that we don't have, like, a venue to talk about otherwise. And, all, like, I don't have enough video game opinions to do, like, a video game podcast. Right. Right? But I do definitely want to talk about video games and or movies or comics or, like, anything in the... Think about a person that's into Super Sentai enough that they would do a podcast about it. And then think about all the other things that that person is probably into... And we're into all of those things. Yeah. I mean, also, sometimes we are going to talk about cedar shoe trees. Um, that's, you know, there's, there's a wide range of things that happen in the five stars. Does that not go part and parcel? Is that not hand in hand <laughs> with digging Super Sentai? Well, it's foot and a... foot. Um, but the reason we call it the five stars is if you've never seen Die Ranger, that was their, like, roll call thing. Um, they said, Shining in the Heavens, there are five stars. Uh, and we sort of nabbed that in our first season, which, again, was... Ghost Sentai Die Ranger, and as the show has progressed, we have kept it because uh, trying to rename it every year would be a nightmare. Yeah. So, welcome to License to Car Ranger. Um, we're really looking forward to it, and we hope you are too. Yeah. What, Matt, is our second star of the week? Dave's second star of the week is this is the latest in the year we've ever started this season. Um, it's, yeah, sorry. That's my bad. Well, I mean, you know, that. it happens. Um, but that means that. Uh, it is December, Dave. It's Christmas time. Do you have your Christmas tree up? 
Uh, Matt, I'm so Christmassy. Not only do I have my Christmas tree up this year, I still have last year's Christmas tree in the Christmas tree holder. Not in my house, uh, but I did. Okay, so here's the thing is, is there's a window that they'll take a Christmas tree off of your off your lawn, uh-huh. right? And last year, I I missed the window, and so I had kind of kept meaning to like break it down and just put it into like lawn waste bags i never did that i was gonna say if you break it down they don't know that it's a christmas tree they're not gonna like come knock on your door and say hey i was gonna take all this old wood away but then i looked at it and i saw some pine needles and i think you're trying to game the system so yeah i know but i did forget to do it and then eventually i kind of looped around enough to where like it was kind of close enough that if i just sort of left it then they might take it like it's a, it's not like out in front it's not a complete embarrassment no no it's out back what's fun is that you normally put your christmas tree uh in a part of your house that has some like french doors right behind it and yeah i think what happened if i'm not mistaken is at some point you just opened those french doors and pushed a tree out of your house and left it yeah. there for a year <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's basically what happened um so I do still have that one, and I have I got like a mini guy because we're traveling for Christmas this year, and also we have toddlers, mm-hmm. and so having like a fully decorated tree at like toddler grab level is like a real bad idea. Yeah, I so have, we have like one of the mini guys that sits up on a up on a shelf. I have been thinking about that, Dave, because I have my Christmas tree up. I actually have I have my Christmas tree like a full sized Christmas tree. I yeah. have a small fake Christmas tree that is up in my front window. Love it. Uh, and then I have three, count them, three of those ceramic Christmas trees up and around my apartment. So I'm... Like the the one Grandma, grandma and Grandpa had? Yeah, yeah. It's not oh. that one, actually. But um, oh, it is... Okay. Uh, I The fact that I do not have the one that Grandma and Grandpa had has caused me to have a deep desire to go out and buy a bunch of them to sort of fill mm. that hole in my heart. So I yeah, do, that makes sense. I do have three That's of them. That's a very them. millennial way to go about doing it. Yeah, yeah. Just, buying, just keep buying old things until you feel good. Um, yep. So I did that. So my apartment is very I'll stop decked doing out. it when it stops working. <laughs> um, and I am kind of terrified because at some point, uh, you and Beth and the twins are coming over to my place, and we I are. do not know how that is going to go to like have two two year olds walk into Christmas Tree Town. Ooh, yeah, we might want to think about that. Oh, this actually is as good a time to mention as any. Uh, if you've never, again, if you've never listened to the show, Super Sentai Brothers. That's just not. That's not just like a fun moniker. Matt and I are. In fact, actual brothers. Yeah, it is not... Ju- if you couldn't tell. It is not just a thing. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have been listening to our voices uh, and think, wow, these guys really sound very similar, uh, that is why. Yeah, there's, there's a very good... Re- and also, we do promise you that it's not just one person doing two voices. There are actually two of us. Well, I promise you that on this episode, there is one episode in the last four seasons... Uh, in which it actually was just me pretending to be two people. I won't. T- yeah, it was a very good episode. It was actually kind of hard to tell the difference if you weren't listening closely. We won't tell you which one. That'll be that's a fun adventure for you. Yeah, it's a little Easter egg for you. Um, so I went to go out and buy my Christmas tree, Dave. I actually had to go to two places because the first place I went, I went to the Home Depot near me, and like they had a big sign out front that said "Come get your Christmas tree," or you know, it, mm-hmm. it didn't say exactly that. Although that would have been a good sign. I feel like that would have been accurate to I, what they were trying to get across. I rolled in, and it was like the Christmas tree rapture had happened. Um, what? And, yeah, like, there were... It's like December the... Like, you had your tree like a week and a half ago, right? Yeah, I got it, like, like the week, week after Thanksgiving. Um, I, I do not know what happened. In a full Home Depot garden center, there were three old, broken-down Christmas trees. That is wild. And not even like I've the never fun. I've seen a place run out that quickly. Like not the fun broken down Christmas tree that you could put a blanket on and pretend it's like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. These are just like really wretched creatures. So I, I just went to a different Home Depot and my Christmas tree now is beautiful. But there was that moment of like, oh no, I missed it. I missed Christmas. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Dave, speaking of uh, old, broken, ruined trees and weird, abandoned buildings, what is our third star of the week? Oh, nice segue. Thank you, thank uh, you. Our third star of the week is Fallout 76. Now, 
Before we start talking about Fallout 76, I just want to I want to say I recognize that other people have have valid experiences with Bethesda games where they're like super buggy and they don't work and like they crash all the time and you have all sorts of these problems. I fully believe you that that happens. And I have to just believe you that it happens because I don't know why it never happens to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me neither. Like, I have never... I have played about everything Bethesda's ever put out except, like, Elder Scrolls Online. And I have never... In, like, one time in, like, Morrowind, I think, I ran into something, like, real busted and I had to do, like, a little cheat thing to get around it. And aside I've never run into any... Like giant broken buggy thing. Yeah, nothing game and so breaking. We're playing, yeah, like everyone's you know, like you got stuck in some clipping or something. But that happens to everybody. So we're playing Fallout seventy six, and aside from all like the nonsense where Bethesda like clearly screwed up about like their their special edition with like the canvas bags and all of that stuff. Just talking about because that's obviously a monstrosity. Like that's madness. Sure, Bethesda. Um. But just the experience of playing a Fallout 76, um, I'm having a great time. Yeah, see, this is the thing, is I've heard a lot of complaints about this game, but this game, it's like, it obviously was not made for everyone, and I think that the trade-off on that is that it was explicitly made for me. Uh, so I'm sorry, literally everyone else, uh, because- No, 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 I'm good, so- Yeah, um, you just get to roll around a giant map and pick up aluminum cans- and, like, shoot at weird zombies that try to kill you. It's... And I don't know if that sounds exciting to you, to just, like, explore a weird old place that's giant and dangerous. But, man, that is all I want out of a video game. Yeah, like, that's... It's... And also... Like, that's Fallout. Like, you wander around, and you run to weird monsters, and you try to survive, and you scavenge stuff and you try to build like that's the game right like that's fallout it's so it's it's that except this time you and i can play the game together and roll around and do it at the same time and that yeah that is very very cool now i do not ever want to play a massively multiplayer online rpg what i do want to play is a minimally multiplayer online rpg yeah so i like I, 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 you know, like, listen, I don't want to, like, get down on anybody for valid complaints, but, like, I don't know, man, I'm having a blast. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this game. Um, So, what, Matt, is our... I just got to build silencers. I just forgot how to put silencers on my guns. Ooh, very exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah, that's a real game changer for me. I am... Uh, I'm not high enough level to get the stealth perk where you're harder to detect while you're sneaking, so that's a bummer, but I'll get there. You'll get there. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. Dave, what, then, is our fourth... Star of the week. So our first star of the week, Matt. <laughs> I was at I was at Costco, uh, as I often am. Sure, because I love Costco, and they uh, they have many products there, as you may or may not be aware. Sure, I have think... you ever been to Have you been to Costco? I was with. That's, that's I a was, legitimate question. I went to have a Costco, Costco with you three weeks ago. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, isn't it great? I love Costco. Anyways, so I'm at the Costco, and I see this. Uh, it's pancake mix. Right? Sure. And it's, but it's not just pancake mix. It's, it's like five pancake. gallons of pancake mix. Well, it is a lot. It was like two and a half. It was like five pounds of pancake mix. It was a lot. But the point is, that's not relevant. Uh, it's got a lot of protein in it. So, like, if you want to get totally yoked, bro, um, this presumably is the pancake mix for you, you gotta, because it has you gotta, a lot of protein. You gotta get yoked on those cakes. <laughs> you gotta get you do. So here's the best part about it is that the pancakes, they're called Kodiak something or other, but Kodiak is in there, and there is just a picture of a big bear on the front. Okay. And it has here's why this is amazing. It has nothing to do with the pancakes. Nothing at all. This is, like, this is purely, like, quasi-mystical, totemic marketing trying to, like, tap into your caveman brain. It's like, you want, you want strong? Have bear pancake. Eat eat bear. Eat bear. Become strong like bear. Eat eat bear. Strong like bear. 
this pancake is bear, you strong bear. Like, that's all that's happening there. Like, it doesn't tell you on the front how many grams of protein are in it or, like, how many calories or, like, anything Dave, like that. Dave, none of that matters. All that matters is that bear matters. power. All that matters is that you will be strong like bear. Uh, like, I just can't get over it. Um, but all products are like that. Everything is like that. Like, secret... Like the la- I'm just thinking about it. Like the secret that ladies deodorant, you know, it's got a little picture of like a dove on it. Cause like you'll be delicate. Sure. Like a dove. You're gonna smell like you're gonna close to a dove. You're gonna smell like that bird. Dove. Everyone likes a bird smell. <laughs> right. Birds smell terrible. Um anyways, strong like bear mat. That's our that's our first start of the week. All right. And what then? Rounding us out is our fifth and final star of the week. Uh, I actually have a lot of stars this week, which is weird. I don't have, usually have uh, as many stars. Well, so we, I was, we, uh, we can talk about my lava lamp next week. It's fine. Oh! Yo, okay, sure. We'll talk about your lava lamp next week. Hey, man, that's... a lava lamp forever. I got, oh, I got a new one, but this is an evergreen oh, topic. We'll okay. come back to it. So I was on, um, I was on YouTube, and I oh, it's a bad place saw... to be. No, YouTube is great. Sure. YouTube is great. No, you just have to... You have to... You do have to do a little curating of your YouTube experience. Okay. So here's a here's a trick. Life pro tip. I think this actually might qualify as a legitimate life pro tip. Life pro tip. If you're not sure if a video you, would, you think a video would be cool, don't just – don't watch it in YouTube. Open up like a private browser and then watch the video because that way – it doesn't like tag it as like, ooh, you watched this video. Do you want like more videos like this in your th- in your like feed? And that way you can avoid basically everything that sucks about YouTube, and you can just get like cool documentaries about sushi or whatever. Okay, because um, that's what I'm there for. I'm there for the sushi documentaries. Anyway, specifically, specifically. <laughs> I mean, that's a narrow so, window, but it sounds like a good one. Listen, uh, it's it, that one documentary won a bunch of awards. So you know about sign spinning, right? You know that you know, like you're a person and you stand in front of a Domino's and you have a sign that says like two for one pizza pizza. Yeah, or like but you're, not you're just dre- standing there. You're dressed like the Statue of Liberty and you're in front of an H and R block telling people to come do their taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like you're like spinning the sign in your finger and like doing flips and like you know you're doing uh you're doing whatever sign spinning, right? Sure. There is, yeah. Do you know there is a world championship for sign spinning? Is it hosted by Domino's? I don't. I don't know. I, I can't imagine Domino's isn't involved in some capacity. <laughs> but there is a world. There's a world, and this is just. I'm really only saying this to be illustrative of the fact of there is a world championship for everything. Everything. Think of a thing, if one person can conceivably be better at it than another person, there is a world championship for it, I virtually guarantee it. Like, just pick something. Pick the dumbest thing you can think of, Matt. Um, okay, uh, how about shoveling snow out of a driveway? There has gotta be. I, okay, just for kicks, I'm gonna look that up right now. Okay, Matt, I'm actually getting a lot of Google static on that one because there is a world championship snow shovel race wherein you slide down a hill on a snow shovel. Man, they make sleds. They just sell them at the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't have like a stick that can hit you in the junk (laughs) real hard. So that's not nearly as good, apparently. These people, I feel like that's something that you invent when you are way too into kiddish. You're like, man, I gotta, I gotta pretend to be on this broom, get my golden snitch. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but we, we are not here to talk about snow shoveling, Dave. What, what are we getting at here with our fifth star of the week? Oh, anyways, no, I just, uh, I am just, am- I was just blown away that there is a world championship for this thing. They had some pictures. Uh, to meet the spinners, and uh, they 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 uh, delightfully Matt. They looked exactly 
Like they were all very on brand. At all, I looked at all of them and I was like, "Yeah, you look like a person that would be like really into spinning a sign." Uh, one of them, his name was Kyle B. He's from L.A. He was like, like a popped collar and shades. Cool Oakleys. And, I assume uh, Oakleys. They've got to be Oakleys, right? Uh, I don't remember exactly, but they weren't not Oakleys. <laughs> okay, they're okay. Oakley like he was not adjacent. Wearing, like, linen sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at least Oakley adjacent, definitely. And. Uh, I just like I started to create this whole perso- like this whole mythology about Kyle uh, and his sona. Sorry, a persona is in the in a sona is your spinning sona, like because you've got to have a lot of energy and tude to really spin the sign. Okay, and, is part uh, of spinning so, not finishing words? So you got to have tude for your sona. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Like that's a really big that's a really big part of it. And so, like Kyle is actually. A fairly chill dude in his real life, like his sona is really aggressive and hype. Um, anyways, so <laughs> now does he get hype, Dave, or does he stay hype? Well, I think you would have to ask the sona. I would say stays hype. Kyle himself gets hype when he like enters that the space, the spin space. Sure, the spin dimension. The spin dimension is what he calls it. <laughs> I feel like this Anyways, is getting man. dangerously close to Sonic the Hedgehog, like fan fiction right now. Ooh, yeah, it definitely is. Let's let's pull that one back real hard. But that Matt is our fifth star of the week. Okay, uh, well, in that case, Dave, uh, we are going to take a break. We are going to watch episode one of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Uh, if you want to watch along with us, you have a few ways to do that. You can uh, get the DVDs; those are available. Uh, from Shout Factory, and also you can go to their website, shoutfactory.tv. Uh, the full season is up on there. You can watch along with us. This episode is written by Yoshio Yurasawa, and it is called Fighting for Traffic Safety. We're going to watch that, and we will be right back. <laughs> Okay, welcome back. So we have just finished watching episode one of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Dave, there's a lot to love in this. There's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm already, I'm already pretty jazzed. Uh, yeah, they're, they're really going hard in the paint on this one. So, first we have a very good, a very good opening scene. Or, uh, very, sorry, good uh, opening theme song. Mm-hmm. And we get a little, like, voiceover from the Rangers themselves, it sounds like, uh, before the song even starts. And all we get, like, there's no accompanying video. It's just a voiceover. And it seems to be the Rangers talking about how confused they are about the whole situation. Which, I mean, is So I'm interested to see if that, like, continues. Which, yeah, I get it. But, like, I am interested to see if they continue doing that. Uh, so the song goes, uh, there's like a little like da 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 uh, with a roaring engine, blow away your f- tears, boy, don't give up, and believe in yourself, you who dream and you who shine are the heroes of tomorrow, let's go, car rangers, let's run towards the future, step on the accelerator with courage, go, go, car rangers, uh, when we surpass our dream, we will become the lights. Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Uh, Very so good. So that's obviously poetry. That's amazing. <laughs> sure. A, a classic uh, for all ages. Really... We, we will become the lights, Dave. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I really take about the opening sequence is that they are very obviously using remote-controlled cars. Oh, sure. Okay, here's a couple of other things I love about this opening sequence. Uh, but they're real good at driving them, I want to say. Like, it's they're impressed. I'm impressive. Yet another... I'm impressive. I'm impressed. They are impressive. Hey man, there we go. You're, you're also impressive. You got a lot going on. Oh, thanks, bud. Hey, no problem, man. Uh, if there's one thing that we are on the Super Sentai Brothers, it is supportive. Anyway, um, things that I like about this opening sequence. They are all wearing different clothing. And I know that that might not sound super exciting, but we just finished watching O-Ranger. And in O-Ranger, for most every episode, everyone is just wearing a jumpsuit. Yeah, it's not something I had... Uh noticed i think by the time we we finished um o ranger last season cuz i was just so used to it but yeah it is nice to see everybody in not just an identical military esque 
uh, suit. Yeah. Now, I will say, uh, they are all car mechanics. Two of them are kind of wearing jumpsuits, but they're not matching jumpsuits, so it still counts. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, listen. Uh, Another thing I love about this opening sequence is that as they are introducing all of the, like, actors slash characters, they're doing little freeze frames on their faces. But I feel like this must be at least three years before they had really perfected freeze frame technology because they just stop on a random frame and like the face is not exactly in focus their hair is kind of in the way um it just it's like they hit pause on a video and did not do a second take on it and it's glorious (laughs) Um, so the uh the opening sequence ends and we we are in space and we see this planet. We find out that the name of the planet is Hazard. But it's a very peaceful planet. So that seems like a weird name for a peaceful planet. Well, I, seems like I you've mean, definitely got a sort of galactic Iceland-Greenland situation going on there. Hey man, just because it's peaceful doesn't mean it's not dangerous. Like, ah, maybe point, it's just a planet point. where everything is on a cliff. And there's not a war, but people are constantly in danger. <laughs> <laughs> or it could just be like a weird false cognate. We're like, whoa, hazard. That seems dangerous. They're just like, hazard is our most beautiful flower. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, so, but we, we kind of zoom in and we see that uh, there is a crazy, it's like a, it's like a death star. Yeah. But if, okay. Imagine if you took a death star and then you took a whole bunch of, like Hot Wheels racing tracks and just sort of like jammed both ends. So it made like a big loop. And then you just did that with kind of as many pieces of Hot Wheels racing track as you could find. And then you spray painted the whole thing sort of a dull metallic gray. Yeah, it's Uh, very cool looking. Yeah, it's rad. I know that what Dave just described, like Dave just described something perfectly. And it sounds like a weird mess. But when you see it in the show, it's like this weird highway space station Death Star. It's extremely good. Yeah. So now at first, I I thought that that was the planet Hazard. It turns out that is not the case. No, that is not the planet, the planet Hazard. Hazard. That is the hazardous planetoid. Yeah. So, hey So there is a, but there is an actual planet Hazard. Uh, we will find well, out what that crazy very, Hot Wheels thing is in a minute. Very briefly, there is a planet Hazard. <laughs> well, presumably it's been there for a while. We just only get to know it very briefly because we zoom in on this planet and there's lots of fire on this planet. And then there is a very, very bad puppet. This puppet is uh, horrifying. Matt, help me out here. Okay, the the way that I like to describe um, this puppet, this character's name is Dapu. And when Dave says puppet, this is a person in a costume. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like a, uh, they're not, it's like a, the head is like an animatronic head and it is being worn by a person. Yeah. So the way that this character looks, like I said, his name is Dapu. He looks like the perfect blending between Yoda and baby Sinclair from the old TV show Dinosaurs. Yep. Yeah, you got it and why. I, I, um, I, I, I watched the first episode of the show a few years ago, and it took me a long time to come to grips with what that thing was. And I think I really nailed it. I'm very proud of yeah. it. Yeah. If you don't remember no, if you don't remember dinosaurs, man, I don't know. Don't look, don't go watch dinosaurs, but at least look it up. Yeah, so um Dapu is terrible, and uh my notes say I hope I don't have to deal with him for the rest of the show, but I'm afraid I will. Oh, I definitely will. Uh, in my notes, it says, Dave will have to deal with this puppet for a full calendar year. Yeah, I, had st- I already hate this. Uh, I also just refer to him as a weird skin Yoda. So <laughs> That's another um, good explanation. It's He's a weird skin. I mean, Yoda has skin. That's not, you know what I mean. So um, Dapu is rolling around on this planet, and he is obviously, he's super bummed out because his whole planet is on fire. So that's reasonable to, you know, that's, I would understand being upset about yeah. that. That makes sense to me. Uh, the, the camera pans back. Oh, we see there are some people who are the, like, they are obviously villains. They look like horrible monsters. I mean, Dapu also kind of looks like a horrible monster. But he looks like a horrible monster that your heroes would befriend. Uh, the uh-huh. characters that we see, like, ransacking the planet are definitely villainous monsters. And they say, like, well, it looks like we got everything we can get off of Hazard. So let's just, like, blow this popsicle stand and get out of here. 
uh, and they do that very literally. They just explode the planet. Uh, but what's awesome is that they don't do it with like a giant space laser. They seem to just do it with fireworks. Yeah, it explodes in this giant like space firework light show. Uh, it's pretty good, actually. Um, so these people, they are the, what is it, the Universal Reckless Driving Tribe Bowzak. I think I'm remembering yes. that correctly. I don't have it exactly in my notes, but we will, I'm sure that by the next, by the time we get through a couple of episodes, we will have that on lock. Because uh, yeah, we are so going to be saying are, it a ton. Yeah, but that is their thing. They are driver. Or like, they are, they are the Reckless Driving Tribe. So we go from there to, like, discount Moss Eisley Cantina. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is and, called the BB Saloon. Okay, thank you. Um, and I would assume it is on the crazy road planet. Um, and yeah, like we just we go in and there's a bunch of like weird monsters and aliens. I was actually pretty impressed that they did not seem to reuse any old monsters. Yeah, like a These lot of times, new, if, uh, if you're new not mon- super familiar with Sentai. Uh, a lot of the time what they'll do, if they have to fill out a scene with a bunch of monsters, they will just spray paint a monster from a previous season and hope you don't notice. Yeah, they did that a lot in the bar scenes in uh, Cocky Ranger. Yeah. There were a couple of characters that we had recognized from Die Ranger, I think, in there. But in this, it's uh, it's all new characters. There's a guy playing the piano that, like, I know he's not supposed to look like Mac Tonight, but he's got kind of a Mac Tonight vibe. He's got like a weird, slightly elongated white head and he's playing the piano. Um, uh, There are a bunch of what we will discover shortly are like the putties of this season who are like these multicolored monsters with like goggles and bandanas over their mouths. Uh, And then we are introduced to a few of what we assume will be our recurring uh, villains through the season. But before we get to meet any of them, yes. we get a so musical sting one... that I can only describe as the stage music that comes on when Jessica Rabbit would enter a scene. Yeah, so the first bad guy that enters, uh, her name is Zanet, and she is just... She's too sexy for this show. She is like... entirely too sexy for this show. And the show knows it. Yeah, like, her outfit is, like... Okay, so, like, sometimes in Sentai, they will they will put forth a character, and it will be like, oh, this is supposed to be, like, a sexy lady. Um, but, you know, like, it's a kid's show, and so it's always, like, yeah, they're fairly, like, modest, actually. Zanet is kind of not. Yeah, um, I mean, listen... Like it is. Like it still, still is a kids show. She's not like naked or anything. No, 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 like, no. Obviously, like, but, like she is wearing more than what you would see like at the beach, for example. But like she is portrayed as like a like a va va voom sexy character, and all the monsters are uncomfortably horny for her. Yeah. Um. Boy, speaking of that, let's just keep rolling through this scene. Uh, she shows up, and they're talking about having blown up the planet Hazard. And they say, okay, like, where where do you think that we should blow up next? And they're asking Zanet. There's a guy who pops his head in. And when I say pops his head in, I mean, like, rolls out from the shadows and then immediately retreats to them, which is good. I want this guy to always be in the shadows. His name is Inventor Grotch. He looks very bad. His face is hidden behind, like, like, a porthole that is built into his body. Yeah, it's like, he's real weird and gross. Um, I don't like him at all. And so he says, oh, like, let's go invade Ursh. He says Ursh, and they... It's like the subtitles say E-A-R-S-H. I assume that this is something about the Bowzak that they have. I don't know, that they have some sort of like speech impediment. I'm not really yeah. sure. If there's a joke there, guys, do let us know. There is a there. What is happening, and I looked this up, is that in Japanese, they are saying the word for Earth with like an accent. 
Like there oh, was like okay. a Bowzak accent where they are not saying the word Earth correctly, like when the actors are speaking Japanese. So the Got subtitles it. translate that as the Bowzak call Earth Ursh. Okay. That makes now, sense. Now, this, is, this so will be like, important in a second. Um, I doubt this is something that we are going to continue to bring up, but just so you guys yeah, no, we definitely will not. have that background information. So, Inspector or Inventor Grotch comes out. He's like, hey, man, we should blow up the Ursh. And Zanette is like, man, blowing up the Ursh would be great. And they have sort yeah. of like a momentary dream sequence of the Earth blowing up as a firework. Yeah, they're real into that. Uh, now, pr- the leader of the bad guys, his name is President Dynamo, which is an awesome name. Right, because he's a and, guy who is a dynamo. <laughs> right. And so he presumably would be interested in this plan, except he is too distracted by Zanat's butt. Yeah. Um, and how much he would like to... And I just want you to know, I'm not inferring anything here. He is too distracted by how much he would like to lick that butt. Yep, and we know that that's the case because his lieutenant, whose name is what was uh, that dude's name? Zelmoda. Again, yeah, deputy leader Zelmoda is like President Gynamo. This is no time to lick Zanet's butt. Like right. this is this is serious business time. Now, the only thing I can think of here is that like that is a thing that I think if you told. A kid, they would be like, ah, like somebody's butt, like that's so funny. And then, like, only as an adult would you later just be like, oh, that's not appropriate. Yeah, you know, when we were because it is something that like you might like, actually do in an in an adult intimate situation. We're like, oh no, you can't say that on a kid's show. But a kid is just like, ha ha, lick butts. Yeah, yeah. I I honestly think that is there is at least an aspect of that to this. And I don't know, man. We've only seen the first episode. Maybe Zanet and President Gynamo have a uh, close, loving relationship. We maybe will explore that in a later episode. Right now, <laughs> we're going to stop talking about this. Okay. So, uh, so anyways, somebody comes, a, a hooded figure comes in. A small, terrible hooded figure. A small, terrible hooded figure. You can see where this is going. And the small, terrible hooded figure says, oh, you you could try to invade Earth, and you and you should like try it, but you won't succeed because dun dun dun. The five car constellations will use their car magic, of course, to empower five teenagers, mm-hmm. and those teenagers will become Gekuso Kesentai Car Ranger. And then they will defeat you. So yes, do, please, please go to Earth. And then they're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Right, and, and then and he like... What's interesting is that the thing that tips them off, that this is not one of the Bowzak, is not him talking about the Car Rangers and how they're going to defeat Bowzak. It's when he says Earth, he says Earth. He doesn't say Ursh. Oh. And they say like, yeah, wait a second, Earth... You're not a Bowzak. You say it weird. And so he throws off his cloak. And of course, this is the sole survivor of Planet Hazard, our terrible friend, Dapu. So um, they jump up and they're like, get him. And he, he somehow stops them and he prays to the five. He holds up like an amulet and it's got obviously like five colored gems. The amulet is shaped like a car tire. It is shaped like a car tire. And he prays to the five car constellations. Now, he must have been fairly confident about this because when they do something, he's like, hooray. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) man, you really gambled. Like, you won, but you gambled big on the car constellations answering that particular prayer there, Dapu. I mean, listen, so, uh, if all of the worshippers of the car constellations lived on the planet Hazard, uh, they got nothing. Those car constellations have nothing but free time now. They do not have okay. anyone else to pay attention to. Good point. Good point. Uh, so we go down from we go down from there and we see the five rangers and they all work in a garage. Yes, it is. The and so Pegasus this is one garage. of the seasons. Yeah, thank you. So this is one of the seasons where all the rangers know each other ahead of time. Yeah. Like, sometimes they have, like, a meet-up in, in the Sentai equivalent of, like, Ye old Tavern, and they say, like, you look like a trustworthy adventurer, and then they're all rangers together. 
And sometimes they all know each other ahead of time. This is the latter. Yes. Oh, another thing about this season that I don't think we have mentioned yet is that Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger is like very purposefully a like a humor Sentai. If you oh, haven't picked okay. it up by now, like well, I mean, yeah, they definitely are doing like that, it is so. made to be a joke, and specifically, it is designed as a parody of the franchise. Like it is itself a season of Sentai. But on top of that, it is a, like, satire parody of the tropes from Sentai from, like, the previous 20 years. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so, Um, like, there's a lot in this show that's going to be, like, I mean, listen, we started off with the five magical car constellations that are going to summon car magic from space to turn, like, teenagers into superheroes. Okay, Matt, I need to ask you a legitimate question. I'm too deep in at this point. I would not have necessarily recognized that as Sentai trying to goof on itself. I was just like, all right, cool. Car constellations, car magic, ready to roll. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I think that's fair. That is kind of that is why I wanted to mention this specifically now in the first episode. Because otherwise, we're going to get 10 episodes in and we'll be like, you know, we'll just be swimming in it so deep that nothing will seem weird anymore. I was going to say, a fish doesn't know it's wet. Um, I am unaware of the weirdness of Sentai almost at this point. So, uh, they are all talking and they're like, man, like we work so hard at this garage. Like what we really want to do is build cars seemingly from scratch. I don't know. Because the Red Ranger, um, what's the, what are the Rangers' names? They do give us their names right Oh, here. gosh. Yeah, the Red Ranger's name is Kyosuke, I think. Okay. Okay, so Kyosuke, he looks over, and he's like, the only thing they let us make are the models of our dream cars. And he looks over like they're very obviously like the five, like, Zord cars that they're going to get later on. Right. Now, here is what I might like like about this, depending on how it shakes out, is that he says these are his dream cars, and they are, like, exactly in the shape of the, like, cars from the five car constellations that will later become their Zords. If these are actually, like, cars that came to them in a dream, I am going to love the hell out of that. Man, I do not imagine they will ever explain that in detail, but that would be very, very cool if that were the case. So, here's the thing. He's like, man, the only thing just build models of our dream cars. These cars are so different. And so specific that there is no conceivable way that this garage is set up to produce these cars from scratch. Like, like it just wasn't going to happen. Which makes me question, like, how much Kyosuke actually knows about cars. Um, well, okay. I think something else that we can take from this first episode is that these five characters, although I'm sure that some of them are, like, book smart, none of them seem very wise. <laughs> you know, like, they probably... Like, they could build the car, but they're also easily tricked. Right. Uh, and I think so, that Kyosuke um, even talks about the fact that they have been tricked into getting this job because they thought they were going to build dream cars, and now they're just, like, doing car repair like chumps. So, in the midst of this complaint, uh, Dapu arrives. He just kind of teleports out of nowhere and lands in their garage, uh, the rangers are appropriately sort of horrified uh, slash confused. Mm-hmm. And now, what, when he lands, the cars all glow. And then also the five soon-to-be car rangers glow as well. Well, yeah, so, they have like a little like uh, glowy gem that sort of like shines out of their chest for a moment. Right. So when Dapu looks at them and says like, oh, clearly you are the car rangers, like you're glowing and you have statues of the constellations, like, you can understand where he's coming from, right? Yeah, oh, I just assumed that, like, the glowing from them, it's not like, I mean, obviously he is right, but that's not like happenstance. He's like, oh, yeah, you've got the glow, you're obviously the car rangers. And they have no idea what that means, of course, because their whole society is not built around car constellations. Okay, Dave, so I've watched this episode a few times now, Are you going to, like, try and sell me on Earth society secretly being dedicated to car constellations? Okay. 
Not necessarily. Because I'm but, ready and willing. Like, please believe so, me. So Dapu shows up and he says, oh, you guys are the car rangers. And then the scene sort of cuts to them following him around. And they're saying, what do you mean we have to be the car rangers and save the world? But at no point in this entire episode do they say, hey, what's a car ranger? This is insane. Everything you're telling us sounds like a weird fairy tale. Like, they are resistant to everything that Dapu was saying, but it feels like they're resistant to what Dapu was saying because they don't want to deal with it. Like, it does not make it sound like they are resistant because they think this is all made up. So... If nothing else, an alien has showed up and they're at least willing to hear him out. Uh, Well, you know, to their credit, they don't... Well, they sort of are... They sort of run a, want to run away, and he sort of uses car magic to trap them because he's looking around, and he says, hey, what's that machine? And they say, it's an alignment machine. He says, cool, I'll use car magic to make it into your secret base. Car, car, car magic. And he, like, waves his hand, and it disappears, and then there's a wall with a door, and he opens the door, and now there is, like, an extra-dimensional space that contains a Sentai Ranger base. Right, it's like, have you ever had that dream where you're in your house or your apartment or whatever and you open a closet door and you discover, like, a full second living room that you had just never noticed before? It's like that. Yeah, I had a dream like that that was so vivid uh, when I moved into my the house I live in now that when I discovered that it kind of... I had trouble shaking it when I woke up. And I still sometimes have, like, a vague sense that, like, if I could find the door, there is, like, a, another room in this house. Like, there isn't, but... I mean, it is was it just, there, though? Let's not go... Let's not go down that very creepy route. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, just this dream was so vivid. So that is what happens to them. And they are uh, very concerned about this because that's a terrifying thing to see happen. And so yeah. they're trying to run away, and Dapu just says, oh, car, car, car magic, and, like, telekinetically yoinks them into this this secret base that he has created. So he kidnaps them, is what he does. Yeah. So they're, they're sort of now in this new area, and they are looking around flabbergasted. Dapu is not yet done, though, because on top of creating this whole extra-dimensional space, he is also summoning into place... Uh, five, like, tricked-out go-karts that are called the Speeder Machines. Yeah, they're great. They're basically, they're go-karts, as Matt said, but they've all got weapons on the front, so that's great. Yeah, it's like, normally in a series of Sentai, like, I feel like the the classic is that everyone gets, like, a cool dirt bike or motorcycle, but uh-huh. since this show is so car-themed, like, no, 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 no. Later, you're going to get, like, your Zords, and those are going to be cars. But first, you need to get your motorcycles, and your motorcycles are also cars. But they're tiny cars. So he summons all of those, and the car rangers... You know, I, I'm calling them that for the sake of convenience, but they are not yet car rangers. The car rangers roll over, and they're like, Oh my gosh, I have never seen a better go-kart than this, a blue go-kart with a gun. I mean, have you ever seen a cooler go-kart than a cool blue go-kart with a gun on it? Uh, I sure haven't. I mean, I've seen a couple of cool go-karts. I've never seen a gun go-kart, which in my life is better. You can just say no, Matt. Yeah. In my life, it is better to not see a go-kart with a gun. But in their life, because they're about to fight aliens, no, this is the best possible go-kart. Yeah. So uh, we go from there to the bad guys arriving on Earth. Right, we get the sexy trumpet music again, which is weird, because this time, it's not just Zanette rolling through, it's all of the horrible monsters showing up, and now I don't know what this show thinks is sexy. Like, maybe it just thinks that all of the Balzac are sexy, and we're gonna listen to that weird trumpet sting for another 50 episodes. Uh, listen, man, let's not throw shade about, uh, President Guynambo's personal appearance. How about that? So... Uh, the bad guys are there, and President Gynamo seems to be under the impression that all vehicles on Earth maybe are sentient? 
and have right. just been like conquered by humans. And he they, says they have forgotten how to be dangerous, like self-deterministic beings. Yeah, and he's like, "No, don't do that." Vehicles like rise up, and he does something because then they definitely do. Uh, so cars come to life and attack people, including, by the way, uh, vehicles with no engine because the kid's tricycle gets real mad at him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that child is on a tricycle, and that tricycle just flies away with him still on it. Yeah. So we go back from there to the Rangers' secret base, and the Rangers are like, Dampu's like, all right, Rangers, let's go. And then he turns around, and they are all hiding behind various things. Uh, Dampu does not have time for this. He just says like, oh, no, you guys do need to be the car Rangers. Car, car, car magic. And then uh, he just tortures them until they do what he wants. I mean, yes, that is what happens. It's it's funnier than that, but that is 100% what happens. He uses his magic to, like, shoot out these little homing, like, laser bombs that find them hiding behind various boxes in their new secret base. And it zaps them so much that they become cartoon skeletons for a second. Uh, and listen, anytime you see a cartoon skeleton getting electrified... Even if it represents something horrifying, it's a little funny. You have to admit that. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> so Dapu has done this. We we cut next to where the Balzac have landed on Earth. And Dapu was rolling up and saying, hey, Balzac, like, I got the Car Rangers. These champions are here to fight you. And then the camera cuts back. And we see that Dapu has tied them all up in a, like, chain gang and physically dragged them to the fight. Yeah, they are, uh, yes. They have just, they have been kidnapped again and made to fight horrifying space aliens. So, (laughs) so Kyosuke's primary concern about this, he's like, listen, I don't even get paid that much. He's like, I make 193,000 yen. I don't make enough money for this to be my problem. And then the other rangers are like, yeah, I only make 210,000 yen. And then they start getting into a little scuffle about like how much they make. Yeah, and they're all talking about how they don't make enough money. And Dapu says, man, none of that matters. But then the Bowzak, some of them start talking about like, man, that is not good. Like, you guys do not get paid enough. Yeah, like, you should unionize, like, I don't know. Um, Hey, listen, man, they know the value of their labor, and I got nothing against that. So we do see some minions, and uh, they're great, because they are wearing what appear to be, like, Letterman jackets and jeans and, like, weird monster head masks, and then just, like, their regular person hands. So that's awesome. Like, like, they ran out of budget on, like, the... On monster gloves. So the... The putties for this, I don't know what's up with the putties for this season. Like, they're, they're like weird multicolored squid pirates people or something. Listen, if you have not listened, if you have not seen this episode, you might think that that series of words that Dave just said made no sense in connection with each other. But if you watch it, they are weird multicolored pirate squid monsters. Like, they're not squids right now, but later one of them will die, and he will turn into a cartoon squid first before he explodes. And that's just all there is to it. Yeah, I just, like... Oh, okay, Matt. Those, just heads up, those are called... I looked it up because I had to know. Those are called combatant wumpers. And... Okay. Uh, yep. Yes, they are definitely, they do have octopus-like mouths. That is, that is their thing. Again, at this point, it's kind of hard to tell what's weird and what's just Sentai. Yeah. Um, So, Dapu is sick of listening to the Rangers complain. And so he says, fine, whatever, I will go defeat all of the Bowsack by myself. And he just storms off to go fight, Uh, he ends up fighting Zelmoda. And it's yep. one of those fights where they both turn into lasers and, like, shoot into the sky and bounce off each other for a while. And yeah. at the end uh, of it, like, they both land and reconstitute into non-laser forms and Dapu collapses. Yes. So now, all of a sudden, the Rangers 
care about this uh, terrible puppet. So they run over and they're like, oh, Dapu, like, are you okay? And he's like, they, like, they killed my mom. And then we get a flat, which is terrible. And we get a flashback and uh, we find out, first of all, that the, that the Dapu species, I don't know what they're called, uh, they do not have secondary sexual characteristics because we just see Dapu's mom and it's just Dapu again, but with different earrings. I was going to say, like, the they do have different earrings because Dapu has little stud earrings and his mom has sort of dangly earrings. And I don't want to speculate as to what that indicates about their biology, but you can at least tell. Yeah. Oh, and she also has, like, some eyeshadow on. And so well, we sure, she get... kind of looked good. Yeah, and so we do get this scene. It's you know, it's sad where she is like dying, and Dapu finds her, and she gives she gives him that uh, car wheel amulet that we saw earlier. And oh, yeah. she says like, "You've got to go and find the car rangers, and they'll defeat the Balzac, et cetera, et cetera." Yeah, um, if you if you thought that you were going to get through episode one of the show without seeing a uh, childlike space monster's mother die in front of him, then you are wrong, my friends. Yeah, now she says. They will defeat the Bowzak. Uh, what they're definitely not going to do is unexplode our entire planet. So, like, I mean, like, yeah, do go find them. Sure, but, silver linings here. Yeah. So, um, so they're like, oh man, like we can't believe it. We will fight. And then they get. Oh, I'm sorry, we didn't mention this earlier, but uh, Dapu has already given them their Excel changers, which are their henshin device. Right. So it, after Dapu finishes telling them all about the story, like. His eyes close, he collapse, collapses, and they just say, like, oh my gosh, Dapu, he's gone. His whole, like, they, they don't say all of these things, but what is communicated to you, the viewer, is that Dapu has now died. Yeah, and, I did get really excited for a second. Uh, and, like, now all of the planet uh, hazard is gone, and it is all up to the car rangers to save the galaxy. And we get a voiceover from Kyosuke at this point, and he says... Yeah, and this, this is when we decided that we were going to become the Car Rangers. Bum, bum, bum. And that's the thing. And then uh, Dapu jumps up and we find out that he's not dead. And that was a bummer. <laughs> I mean, okay. I I don't hate Dapu as much as you do. It is I actually, possible. Okay, I think that I by... actually like the character of Dapu. I just hate his appearance. Oh no, his appearance is loathsome. And I'm just like, I'm just gonna have to get over that because, like, it's not gonna change clearly. Uh, but the character of Dapu does seem to be kind of fun. And honestly, like his look, I think communicates to you kind of what he is. Like he's sort of a childlike car magic Yoda. Okay, yeah, then actually. In that sense, they kind of nailed his look. So, truth. Uh, he didn't have to have that upsettingly fleshy skin tone, but hey, whatever. Yeah, it would have been, like, I think that's really it. If he was just, like, blue or something, I would be fine with it. So, anyways, um, you can tell real quickly that they do, that, like, this is their first tension because it's not a great one. Like, they don't do a super good job. Yeah, like, it's exciting to see them change, but they're, like... But, like, the actors themselves, like, they kind right. of love it they're a little just, bit. They're not quite coordinated enough, because they haven't done it a hundred times yet. Yeah. So, uh, while they have been doing all of this and, like, telling all of the story, though, the Bowzak have escaped. <laughs> right, they're ready to fight, and they turn back to where the Bowzak had been standing, and they are all, like, every one of them gone. Yeah. Um, so the Rangers are, the next thing we see is the Bowzak and they're like continuing to wreak havoc. And then the Rangers arrive, haven't caught up with them and now they're ready to fight. And uh, we find out that they are the red, the red racer. Like that's their thing. They're not the Rangers, they're the racers. And uh, there's a just like color racer, red racer, yellow racer, blue racer. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, they drive up in their go-karts. They start attacking the monsters. They do have very cool swords. Yeah. Their oh. swords have, like, engine blocks in the hilt, so that's rad. Yeah, like, the the cross guard of the sword is, like, a like a V engine block. It's very cool. When they show up to fight the Balzac, they say that they are there to fight for traffic safety, which is a fun thing to say. Uh, it is funny to me. It is also weird to the Balzac because they remark on it, like, Wait, hold on a second. Like traffic, traffic safety. Like there is, 
there's a lot going on here with these with these guys, and I don't know what to t- make of this. Uh, and then the Rangers attack. It's uh, this is just like a big fight. The Rangers all fight the uh, what were you, what do we call those uh, putties again, Dave? Oh, they are the combatant wumpers. Combatant wumpers, eh? Uh, anyway, this is where one of them turns into a cartoon octopus and explodes. Um, they are doing a pretty good job of getting the monsters on the run until they have to deal with like the big lieutenants and President Gynamo and all them. Uh, they have guns. The guns are called the Auto Blasters. Every time they pull out one of their weapons, they name the weapon. Because, of course, the next day, all of the children who have watched the show want to go out and buy that Auto Blaster and that cool, like, engine sword from the local toy stores. And so they need to know exactly what to ask for when they walk in that front door. Yeah, it's very, very important. Uh, they're having difficulty fighting against some monsters, and so they, like pull out their guns and they say shift up and they turn their guns into better guns and then use those to shoot things and that's cool uh yeah that's all very neat now they do try to attack uh president gynamo which is like guys it's the first episode you can't fight that guy you gotta try you do have to try they attack him uh red racer attacks with the sword the sword does not do much but while the sword is kind of stuck into president gynamo Something Red Racer does, like, activates the engine that is the cross guard of the sword. He, like, the whole... pulls out the, the uh, what's the pommel? Like, he pulls on the pommel, and it's like his sword has, like, a rip start. I think that's what they're called. Yeah. And it, like, starts, like, super vibrating, and it's powered up. And there's, like, electricity arcing off of it. And, like, obviously it's not going to kill President Gynamo because it is the first episode. But it does get him to jump back and be like, whoa, hold on a second. These guys are actual threats. Like, these are not just jerks that we're going to blow up. And so uh, they all sort of teleport away. And I think what we see is uh, what's what's probably going to be the monster for next episode. And it is an evil fire truck. No, the fire truck gets... There is a fire truck. Oh, okay. The fire truck gets exploded. Here's how the fire truck gets exploded. President Gynamo and his lieutenants try to kill the car rangers. And they miss. And it blows up their evil fire truck. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. I must have been dealing with the twin. Uh, anyways, so the bad guys run, and then the Rangers are like, "We are the Car Rangers," and then that's kind of it. Yeah, that is the end of that episode. But Dave, yeah. it is not. It is not the end of our episode. Well, now hold up, Matt. It is also not quite the end of the Car Ranger episode because. Oh, that's right. The words to the closing song are as follows. Thank you for this gift, Dave. Yeah, sure. It says, The president has a scary expression and yells, Do your best, but we are living creatures. And if we don't rest, we will get exhausted. Let's dance the samba. Oh, this is a samba, by the way. So just imagine that. You could probably put a samba on in the background and then just listen to the words if you wanted to. Let's dance the samba and have fun. When the battle is over, it's heaven. Even if we are defeated, dance the samba. We will forget about it and laugh. Ha ha ha. There are two or three doves on the power line. Samba. If you have loved this world as heaven, good job, everyone. Samba. We will definitely win next time. But be gentle with your kick. And it's okay to lose sometimes, too. Which just, uh, it is definitely not okay for you guys to lose. Uh, you are fighting for the fate of Earth. Samba. Hey, listen, you know what? Uh, it, is, it is not okay for them to lose. But I think it's a good message uh, at the end of the show for them to tell the kids. Like That is a good point. Like It's okay to lose sometimes. Don't worry yeah. about it. Just try, try again next time. Yep. It's all good. So, uh, and then there is a little, a little traffic safety tip also at the end. And I desperately hope that every episode of this show ends with a traffic safety tip. So, that, Matt, is the end of the first episode of Gekuso Sentai Car Ranger. Yes, now normally, Dave, I would say that this is not the end of our episode. And that we would take the, the big monster at the end of the episode and we would put it on our master list of the Creature Royale where we have ranked all of the monsters from all four previous seasons that we have watched. Do we want to put Big Mean Fire Truck on this list? No, Big Mean Fire Truck does not go on the list. It has a face. The Rangers didn't even kill him. It does have a face. But yeah, I I don't think... No, because we're not going to put in every monster that was in BB's Cantina or anything either. That's true. BB's Saloon. Uh, BB's Saloon, sorry. 
So I guess in that case, Dave, that is the end of our episode. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, thank you for hopping in on this, the first episode of our fifth season. We are excited to be back. We're excited to watch this new show. But for now, that's going to do it for another episode of License to Car Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any future updates on the show or check out what we're talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentibros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you find the show. That is what's going to point new people towards the show. Or also, you could point new people to the show. We started a new season. Now is a good time. If you want to, uh, if you want to recommend us to a friend, there is never a better time than at the beginning of a new season, and we would appreciate it. Uh, the Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. If you'd like to listen to any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can do that at retrogradeorbitradio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. <laughs>